And so if you would please look at 1 John chapter 4. Let me just take a few more moments of your time. I wouldn't do it if I didn't believe it was the Lord. Wanted to give you some really good things here. Look at 1 John chapter 4, verse 16, and then we'll bounce down to verse 19. And if you didn't bring a Bible, they'll put it up on the screen here. 1 John chapter 4, verse 16, John said, by the Holy Spirit, we have known and believed the love that God has to us. God is love, and he that lives in love lives in God, and God is in him. Do you realize living a life of love is actually the safest life you could live? Because the enemy is going to have to get through love to get through you if you're in love. Right? He gets what? He gets broken arrows and busted knuckles when he tries to come against you. Because if you're in love, all those fiery darts have to go through love to get to you if you're walking in love. That's powerful. Actually, the Bible calls uh, love a breastplate that, that protects your vital organs. And it's talking about spiritually speaking. But this scripture says two things. We've known and believed the love that God has to us. Did you notice this didn't say anything about feeling anything? Most people think love is saying I love you and having feelings for somebody. This scripture says nothing about those two things. Yes, love produces feelings. God's love for us, our love for others. There may be feelings at times. But you know, sometimes there's no feelings at all. Because love is deeper. If, if, if feelings was important, it would have been in this verse. But it says we've known and believed. Now somebody might say, I know the Lord loves me. Well, you don't know it like you ought to know it. 1 Corinthians says, no man knows anything as he ought to know it. So if you say, well, I know that Jesus loves me. Well, great, but you can know it better. You can know it more. And this scripture goes even a step further and says, we have believed. Have you ever leaned on the love of God in the crisis of life? I mean, actually trust him with your entire life to pull you out of something the world had no cure for? Have you ever leaned with all of your being on the love of God? Because you're supposed to. He'll never fail you. His... People may fail you. People may bail on you. People may forsake you. His love will never fail you because love never fails. God never fails. And you need to, we need to learn to lean on his love, not just know it, not just say it. We need to learn in the pressures of life to actually lean on the love of God. It'll see you through everything. Matter of fact, let me quote you this scripture. We hit this last week real strong. Romans 8.37, the Bible says that we... Believers, listen closely, you're going to love this. We are more than conquerors. Now, a conqueror would be cool, right? But you ever notice the boxers? I mean, they may be the conqueror, but they're all bloody after the fight. We're more than conquerors. Somebody got bloody for us and handed us the title, basically. That's more than a conqueror, all right? So it says we are more than conquerors through Him that loved us. This is a love issue that we always win. Now think about this, guys. We are more than conquerors through Him that already loved us. The devil will constantly try to get you not believing in the love that God has for you. And if we do that, we take a road apart from the road God has for our life. And that's not the Lord not coming through for us. That's us getting on another road. 
You want to stay on the road that you believe the Lord loves you enough to be with you in trouble, and He loves you enough to deliver you from the trouble. Right? Come on, Psalm 91 says that I'll be with you in trouble. And a lot of people believe the love of God in that area, that He loves me enough to be with me in trouble, and that's what they see. They sense His presence while they're in trouble. But the next verse says... He will deliver you from the trouble. What if you believe the Lord loved you enough to deliver you from the trouble? You'd see that in your life. Isn't that awesome? <laughs> this is a really good message today. Now, now think about this. That verse that we just read previously said nothing about feelings. We know and believe the love that God has to us. That's when you start seeing results in your life. The scripture in... in uh, that we just read in Romans 8, 37. We are more than conquerors through him that loved us. Just think about this. To think that we might not make it through is to doubt his love for you. Because it's all based on through him that loved us. Let's get out of that mindset. Let's get out of that thinking. Let's believe we're going to make it. It may get tough. It may get hard. I mean, we've all had problems come to us. But as long as we stay hooked up with the fact we believe he loves us, we're going to, see it th- we're going to get through everything. And that's a really good thing. In 1 Corinthians chapter 8, if you turn there quickly, 1 Corinthians 8. You know, we're living in the modern church because I hear no pages turning. Everybody's relying on the overhead. And that's okay. That's okay. But we, we, we still should have a, a Bible with us. You know what I mean? Whether at home or wherever. But in 1 Corinthians chapter 8, and before I read this, let me just say this to you. About, I don't know, eight years ago, I wrote a book entitled, If You Knew the Real Jesus, You Would Love Him. And I wrote it with celebrities in mind because I really believe if these celebrities could, could see the real Jesus, a lot of them, they would love him. They, um, they make jokes about Christianity. Uh, Saturday Night Live, you hear jokes toward God and, and Christianity. If they, if they had a revelation of the real Jesus, you know, like Saul of Tarsus on the road to Damascus, they would change. They would not be mocking the one who created the air they're breathing. <laughs> to me, it's just kind of wild to think that people are mocking God, not realizing that loving God is making their heart beat, helping their heart to not stop beating. It made the air that they're breathing. And really, a lot of this, a lot of this crazy stuff that's going on in our, in our world today, it's not, because, it's not all because people are bad. A lot of it's because people are blind. They have not seen. The Bible says that God of this world blinds the mind of them that don't believe, talking about the enemy. And a lot of people are blind. And it, come, it, it's, it comes out in maybe not so good a living and things they shouldn't be doing. But really, it's all connected to blindness. And so our prayers for the people all around us is, God, help them to see. Instead of getting mad at the flaky things they're doing, how about we pray some prayers, God, open their eyes like you opened Saul of Tarsus' eyes. And Saul went from being a terrorist of the church to an apostle of the Lamb and wrote two-thirds of the New Testament. It's amazing what happens when your eyes are opened. And when you see, so if you, if you know somebody in your family, in your life, that's just living like the devil and not doing things that you know, you know if they would correct things, They'd be a lot better. Pray for them. Pray God open their eyes. And then believe it worked. And believe good things are happening. Don't be moved by what you see. All right. 1 Corinthians 8.3. Look at this scripture here. I thought it was very enlightening. For I love God more rally. If any man 
love God. Now, we know the Lord loves us, and we need to believe in His love toward us, and we need to keep hearing sermons about that, but the Bible also talks about loving Him. So notice this verse. If any man or woman love God, that person is known of God. Oh, think about this. God is not able to reveal everything about Himself to everybody. Just like you're not able to reveal everything about yourself to somebody you're not married to. Can I get a witness? God, thank God He loves us. But Him loving us is not everything. That's supposed to produce a response in our hearts to where we love Him back. And the Lord wants to reveal His fullness to us. He wants to open our eyes to things, mysteries of the universe, powerful things, deep things of God. And the Bible says, God, eye has not seen nor ear heard, neither has it entered into the heart of man, the things which God has prepared for them that He loves. No, them that love Him. And that's why we have the I Love God More rally going on, because we've got to realize there is a man-word side to this thing called life. God loves us, and the scripture says we love him because he first loved us. And I wrote this book, If People Knew the Real Jesus, They Love Him, because there's a lot of misinterpretations about Jesus in the earth today. I mean, for one thing, people think that if they come to Jesus, they're going to feel guilty about all their sins. God's going to be there with the judgment hammer, and all these things are going to happen that aren't going to be good. But you know, the Bible said that is not the Lord at all. Jesus said God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. See, that just blows wrong thinking out of the water. A lot of people are thinking wrong about God. They say, well, you don't want me to come to church. The roof will probably fall in. Why? Jesus shed his blood so the roof wouldn't fall in when he walked into his church. He, the roof fell on him so it wouldn't have to fall on us. A lot of people, it's, it's really not funny, but a lot of these insurance policies that say, well, we'll cover you for this, we'll cover you for that, but we won't cover you if it's an act of God, like a tornado or a hurricane. I thought, wait, 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 wait. What are people thinking when they say that? Is God really a child abuser? Is he really sending destructive storms to his children? How could he be if Jesus rebuked a storm? He wouldn't be rebuking his father God. Jesus did not come representing the father. It's showing us that God causes storms. He came showing us He calms storms. These are truths that have to be preached to our world today. And I can't preach to everybody. You're going to have to get some of this yourself and share it with the people in, in your orbit of life. God is a good God. He calms storms. He's not here to condemn us. He's here to save us. And you know, the Bible did not say God sent Jesus to give us a new religion. It said, Jesus said, he, he said, I've come that you might have life and that you might have it more abundantly. All these things that people are thinking about God. If people knew the truth about the love of God for them, they would want to love him back. I submit unto you, there's many people today who are not loving God because they've not heard the truth about his love for them. They've read books, maybe they've heard sermons, they might have, but that doesn't mean they're hearing the truth. You've got to check it out with the Bible yourself. God so loved the world, right? That He came down to give us a new set of rules and code of. No, He so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son that whoever believes in Him will not perish but have everlasting life. 
And the very next verse said, God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. This is really good news. And uh, let me mention uh, first, actually, go to one more scripture, please, in John 14. John chapter 14. You know, you can't reveal everything about yourself to someone you love. They got to love you too. You may want to be a blessing. You may want to bless them and shower them with your blessings and be a blessing unto them with your ability to help and to help others succeed. But you can't reveal everything about yourself to someone just because you love them. God wants to pour riches of his glory on everybody, but not everybody's in line for him to be able to do it. Just because you love someone doesn't mean you can just open up to them and give them everything that you could only give a spouse. Come on, I mean, this is so important because a lot of people are being ripped off. God wants to reveal his love, his fullness, his blessings, his power, his riches of his glory on everybody. But if we're not in line loving him back, he can't. Just like you can't. Just because you love your neighbor doesn't mean you can go in their house at three in the morning and leave money on their table. They got to open up to you. They got to want you. They, they got to love you enough to open up. Big time stuff. Okay, so let me put it this way. You can't kiss someone who doesn't want to kiss you, right? Is that, is that a good way to explain it? God wants to kiss a lot of people with a huge, juicy kiss of blessings and favor. and all. But you know what? You can't kiss someone who doesn't want to kiss you back. Does that make sense? Kids, can you understand that? Don't try it either. <laughs> so John 14, look at verse 21. This is Jesus talking here. In John 14, 21, he said, He that has my commandments, it's good to have his commandments, it's good to have a Bible, but that's not all there is, and keeps them. He it is that loves me. And he that loves me, now notice it says, He that loves me shall be loved of my Father, and I will love him. No, look at this. And I will manifest myself to him. That's Jesus Christ. King of kings and Lord of lords, manifesting himself to you because you love him. And if anybody need anything, they need more of this manifested presence of God in their lives. You know where God is, all this other junk can't be. This through the law of displacement, you can get free more of the manifested presence of God in your life, less problems. We were teaching on Friday night a while back about being filled with the Holy Spirit and living a Spirit-filled life. And we made this statement that a lot of believers, a lot of people have problems in their life for the simple reason they have room for those problems. What if you were filled with God's Word? What if you were filled with God? What if you were filled with the Spirit? You could get free through the law of displacement. Your glass cannot be filled with 100% milk and 100% crystal clear water at the same time. One comes in, the other's got to go. It's one of the best ways to get free. It's through the law of displacements, and it's one of the best ways to stay free. Getting free is one thing. Staying free is a whole other deal. And that's what going to church helps you do, is helps you to live free and stay free. 
And so this scripture says the Lord wants to manifest himself to us, but he can't unless we love him. It's not just enough that he loves you. Do you see that, church? Do you see that? Look at verse 23. Jesus answered and said unto him, If a man love me, he will keep my words. So again, love's way more than emotion. Actually, it's more to do with devotion than emotion. He said, My father will love him, and we will come unto him, and we will make our abode with him. Who's that for? Well, I'd like to say it's for everybody. But just like you can't make somebody love you and, and push your love off on others, God can't do it either. He, he, he created free will. He's not going to violate free will. But if we love him, oh, and guys, loving God is a choice to believe that he loves you like he said and to love him back because you believe what he said. Hmm? I like to say to people, when are you going to start believing that he loves you? And just start loving him back. Don't wait for some feeling to pick you up and make you do something beyond what you, you know, beyond your control. That's not how it works. We choose to believe. We choose to love. We believe what he said about his love for us. And now we choose to love him back by doing what he told us to do. Walk in love toward other people. Follow his plan for your life. Be led by the Spirit of God. Those are all manifestations of the truth that you love him. So you ready for the drum roll? Romans 8.28, it says, God works all things together for good to those that love him and to those who are called according to his purpose. Sometimes people quote that and say, God works all things together for good to everybody. That is not, that's unscriptural. He'd love to be able to do it, just like maybe you'd love to be able to be a blessing to other people, but you just can't barge in their house and do good things for them. Might get shot. But I was going to bless them. Doesn't matter. They've got to open up. They've got to say yes to your love. God causes all things to work together for good to them that love him and to those who are called according to his purpose. You wouldn't be here today if you didn't love the Lord to a degree. So you need to be expecting good things to happen. You need to be expecting even bad things that have happened to somehow turn out for good in your life because you do love the Lord. I have my bracelet on today. It says, I love God more. Did you know even pastors get tempted to sin? Everybody, Jesus was tempted in all points like as we yet without sin. Being tempted is not a sin. Don't let the devil lie to you and say you've already blown it just because you had an urge to do something that was wrong. Being tempted is not a sin. Yielding, going down the wrong road can turn into sin, but don't let the devil lie to you and play with your head. You can be tempted and still not give in. and doesn't mean you sinned. But we'll be at these crossroads in life and and you know, you may be no church people around. You're out there in the middle of the world. Pressures of life are coming to you and temptations are rising up on the inside of you. And here's what we need. We need to slow down and remind ourselves. Wait a second. God loves me and I love him. And I say no to this because I love God more than what this says would make me happy or give me pleasure. We tell our young people all the time in the church, when the crossroads comes to you and you're asked to go to a party, you know you shouldn't go to. You're asked to go see a movie, you know you shouldn't go to. When they say, come on with us, come on, let's go have some fun, let's go party, let's, let's do these things that you know in your heart are wrong, you need to be able to look at them and say, no. And they're going to go, why, are you a goody-goody Christian? No, I say no because I love God more 
This is a love issue between me and the Lord. Do you understand that? I love God. Listen, I love you, but I love God more than you. I love you, but I love God more. My flesh may want this, but I love God more. That should be your answer to temptation. I love God more. And this is, this is deep stuff, guys. You have to really think about this. this is, it's from the heart. You have to have it in your heart because pressure is going to come to all of us. And one of the greatest things to see you through the pressures of life is remind yourself, he loves me and I love him. And this love relationship is going to get me through everything. Turn to your neighbor and say, he's talking to you. I know he is. <laughs> Stand up with me, church. Stand up. No, I'm kidding. 